0: Welcome to the Life Purpose Podcast, where we interview people about their life purpose. And without further ado, let's get into it. All right. Thanks so much for coming. Super happy to have you here. Uh, to start off, uh, tell me a bit about yourself.
1: Hi. Thanks for inviting me. I'm like really happy to be here. Um, so, uh, my name is Mariah and i'm from california i was born and raised here uh i'm actually from like a small town a little bit outside of los angeles called palmdale uh there's nothing that goes on much there they sometimes we end up in the news for random things but it's still pretty small um i moved to the los angeles area specifically because i went to cal state northridge for my undergrad and so I kind of just stayed here and so did my uh, my partner went to Cal State Northridge as well. So we kind of basically just ended up here and we ended up staying here, not really going back. Um, but yeah, um, that's basically me in a nutshell. Uh, I'm a Leo, so okay. I'm really outgoing. Um, my moon is in Pisces and I'm a Taurus rising. So I really like astrology, things nice. like that. Um, I do a lot of work with the moon, so I constantly am going outside, especially at night, and I do a lot of candle work, I do a lot of manifestation work, um, because I feel like that's really helped me in my life, without really knowing what it was, even when I didn't know what it was, and I was more of a teenager, I constantly was manifesting things without really knowing that's what I was doing,
2: mm-hmm.
1: um, so yeah, that's basically me, that I tight. love I love everything pop culture. Um I love Disney. I love horror oh, yeah. a lot. Nice. I'm super into horror. Uh Halloween is my favorite holiday. Sweet. And I I embrace that. My my family's favorite holiday is actually Halloween and that's I think where it came from is my mom and my dad um usually had Halloween decorations up year round.
2: Nice. And
1: um when I was growing up, my dad always uh threw a uh, haunt like haunted mazes in our garage. Mm-hmm. And so we would get together as a family, and we'd like build these haunted mazes. And I think that was just like moments from my childhood that I'm like, oh, why am I obsessed with Halloween? <laughs> why not? Like like how I grew up. So yeah. So that's basically
0: me. Nice, awesome. Thanks so much for that context. Good stuff. So nice. let's dive into it. Uh, what would you say is your current life purpose?
1: <sighs> um. So my current life purpose. I would say my purpose here constantly changes. Mm -hmm. I feel like my life, my life to me feels like it's, it's happening in segments. And so what I mean is that like, I am not the same person who I'm sitting here today than I was five years ago. Mm -hmm. And I bet if we did this a year later on the dot, I would be a completely different person than I was today. And so I feel like, Um, my purpose really here is I feel like I'm here to help people. Mm. And what I mean by that is that I, um, actually got into law school. So I'm starting law school this fall at Southwestern and the type of law that I wanted to do is I want to do family law so it really has to do with like divorces, child custody, um and I've also volunteered in my uh local basically it's like a law clinic. Mm-hmm. And so people there and they come and they have like um housing issues or they want to change their name or um they're going through a divorce or they are fighting for child custody and they come there and they get free um like help with their paperwork so they can file. And basically, I've just found a lot of joy in that. And I find joy in helping people who are going probably through one of the hardest transitions of their lives and or, you know, wasn't expecting their life to go this certain path. And they're just looking for help, free help. And because, you know, the law is so hard to access for people with a certain income. So that's why I felt like this is me helping my community have access to the law Um, that they wouldn't be able to help have otherwise. Mm. And so basically I found a lot of purpose in that. Um, and that's basically what I'm doing. And that's what I really feel like is my life journey and what I'm going through right now. And I've always wanted to be a lawyer. Um, even when I was a child, I literally, I think at six years old, I knew like law was something I wanted to do. And as I've grown older, it was like, what kind of law do I want to do? And people Mm -hmm. are always asking you, so like, what kind of lawyer do you want to be a criminal lawyer? Are you going to be in entertainment law? And that was something I felt like um, my life journey led me towards family law. Mm -hmm. Uh, So I think that's what, and that's what I was even talking about when I was talking about, I was always manifesting without realizing I was manifesting. Mm -hmm. Because as a child, it was like, I'm going to be a lawyer. I'm going to be a lawyer. I'm going to be a lawyer. I'm going to go to school. I'm going to go to school constantly. And especially as the first person in my family to go to college and, Mm. you know, even have access to higher education. I I was constantly just saying those things to myself. You're going to go to, you're going to do this. You're going to do this. And I think that was my way of manifesting without actually realizing I was manifesting. Mm
0: -hmm. Totally. That's really cool. Thanks. Yeah. I like how you said that life is in segments. That's really interesting. Um, Yeah, I would definitely agree with that. Um, Yeah, yeah, we're definitely always constantly changing. And that's interesting that you said um, that one of your life purposes is to help people. Uh, It's been interesting as I've been doing this podcast and also some additional qualitative research with my wife. She's a qualitative anthropology researcher. Um, Mm -hmm. Yeah, we've been doing some research on life purposes. And it's amazing how many people have that life purpose of helping people out. So it's very interesting. Yeah. All right. So what would you say are the top three life lessons that you have come across so far?
1: One, I would first start with, um, don't, okay. I would really first start with don't care what others think about you. Hmm. (laughs) And I know that sounds like so cliche and everyone tells you this and you're like, right, don't care what others think about you. Mm -hmm. And you constantly, you know, even when you're growing up and you're still trying to find yourself. And even though I'm only 23, I'm still trying to find myself and I'm still trying to remind myself, you know, don't care what others think about you because I feel like you, I've just found so much happiness. I have found so much. I just thrive. Like, I thrive being able to do what I love to do. I love wearing what I love to wear. I like wearing crazy makeup. I like going out. I like talking to people. And I feel like if... I had let others stop me and what they think of me of, you know, maybe not celebrating Halloween year round (laughs) Mm -hmm. or not doing things that would make me happy because, you know, it might not be the social norm or people are like, really like grow up, you know, you're 23 years old and you're wearing bright blue eyeshadow and glitter on your face. And I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm the girl who's still wearing glitter. I'll probably 80 and I'm going to be wearing glitter. And, you know, and some people don't find that socially acceptable, but I really feel like by being myself, I've, I've truly have never been happier. I've truly never been able to narrow the things down that make me happy, such as like my career, my, my personal life and things that I want to do or um, things that I want to try. And so I, I really think that's the biggest life lesson is just be who you are. And if those around you accept that, then they're meant to be around you. Totally. And I think that's, what's really important because, you know, I, I've, I was bullied, you know, growing up, I was bullied up until college, mm. you know, by my, my college roommate at the time. Um, who would just make certain remarks of like, Oh, why do you, why do you have so many Funko pops in your room? And I'm like, it's just something I love. Like it's something I love to collect. And it wasn't, it wasn't a big thing yet at the time, actually, when I first started collecting Funko, that was back in like 2015, 2014. Mm -hmm. Um, And so just certain things that like, yeah, before it became cool and like in the know and everybody wanted to be into it. Um, and so there's just certain things that I've done that like people or, you know, other people my age have made remarks of like, oh, why do you do that? Or like, why are you wearing that? Or, you know, um, why did you, you know, do this or that or something like that? And just certain things that I don't think they even realized it at the time, what I felt about it, but they just had said it nonchalantly. And I was like, oh, and then it caused me to think later on, like, why did they say that? Like,
2: Mm.
1: why am I like that? Why do I dress like that? why do i look like this and so i don't think they meant it in that way but that's how i kind of started thinking about it
2: mm-hmm.
1: but yeah as as time has gone on and i started to realize you know be yourself get what you like buy what you like wear what you like i yeah i started to be happier overall mm.
0: totally and so yeah powerful that's awesome good stuff Oops. what would you say is your second life lesson that you would say
1: <sighs> my second life lesson um Hm,
2: I would say
1: it's never too late to start something that you've always wanted to do, and don't be afraid of it,
2: mm-hmm. like
1: don't be afraid of trying to do it. I feel like a lot of people are constantly um comparing mm-hmm. their lives to others mm-hmm. and thinking it might be too late for them or that they're too old or things like that. And I feel like that just, I think there was something that I, I heard one time that I was like, that really um, resonated with me. And it was like, you're going to be 30 regardless, like no matter what, you're still going to be that age. So whatever you do with that age, like, you know what I mean? So like, whatever you do, whatever you do in that time, um, you know, is your choice and however you far, but regardless you're going to hit that age or like if you're 30 and you're going to be 40, like, you know what I mean? So it's like, Oh, I'm too old to go back to school. I'm going to be 40. Like, don't you think I'm too old? And it's like, no, because regardless you're going to age regardless, like it doesn't matter. So you might as well do whatever you want to do at that time, whether you think you're too old or you think you're too young or w- whatever it may be, um, regardless you're aging. Hmm. And I think that's what really hit me is because, um, or is, because I am still in my twenties, you know, I feel like the twenties, at least for me, I've noticed everyone in my age range is like somewhere else on like this list. Like some people are having kids and they have whole families and mm-hmm. some people are already working on their masters and already in their graduates. And like, they're, they're moving on and they're starting careers. And I feel like everyone's at just like such a different level of that for a bit there, I was, um, when I was still in my undergrad, I was kind of like, you know, I'm not, I'm not going fast enough. Like I'm not, I'm not doing enough. I'm not, I'm not where I'm supposed to be at the right time. And then I had to realize, I was like, no, like you're on your own path and you are doing what you like and that's, what's important. And if I get there and I become a lawyer at 35, I become a lawyer at 35. And if I get there at 32, then great. You know what I mean? But as long as I'm happy with what I'm doing and I'm okay and I'm content with my life's path, then I'll be, I'll be, I'll be happy, like, Mm. regardless, like, I'll be fine. And I felt like that's what I was doing for a long time. And just being scared about others paths and just having to learn, you know, everyone has their own path. Everyone does. Mm. I truly believe that I believe everyone has their own destiny. Um, And so don't ever think, you know, if you want to start something new, if you want to completely start over, if you change your mind, um, if you want to do something no one expected you to do go out and do it because regardless we're aging mm. it's gonna happen
0: Totally. and so yeah so
1: i would say
0: that
1: totally. would be a second
0: would, is there something that you think you would predict that you would start in the future or do you still have like something lingering that you are wanting to do
1: um i feel like first I'm just trying to be financially stable totally.
2: <laughs> and start
1: a career. Yeah. So I, that's why I think laws for sure. It's like a lawyer, lawyer, like I want to be a lawyer. I want to get my career. Um, but I know that I want to do so much. Like I know it. I know that I have other things that I'm meant to do. I know that I'm probably gonna have other projects and I'll be happy to do them because at least I'll be, you know, I'll hopefully have, you know, a financial stable, like backing, I guess, you know, i you know what I mean? Like Mm -hmm. a a financial backing that will lead me to be able to do other things, you know, that I'm like, I didn't have time to do, or I didn't have the money to do at the time of like, you know, there's just so much I want to do. And I know I want to do it. Like, I'm sure. So I'm sure later down on the road, there'll be something that I'm like, you know what, (laughs) I want to start a podcast or Mm -hmm. I don't know, something. And, um, I want to be able to do it and just follow that dream and really put passion into it. Like right now, I love taking pictures. I love being on my Instagram. I love expressing myself creatively. I love being part of a community like the Burbank community in itself has like such a large horror community, you Mm -hmm. know, And, and witchy community as well. And it's like, I love that. I just, I love taking pictures. I love being there. I love being a part of this community. And that's like my thing right now, which is like, I I give attention to, but it's like, you know, my main attention is consumed by school and, you know, work and stuff like that. So I'm sure hopefully later on the line, I'll be able to follow my passion of taking more photography or like doing things like that. So yeah, I'm sure.
0: Right. Totally. Nice. So let's see. What would you say is uh, one of your most defining memories as a child? Defining memories.
1: (laughs) Um, Like I said, I think prior, I really think that just these moments of spending time with my family Hmm. really define me. I think family is so important, Um, especially my dad, like, Oh, I love my dad so much. He's my best friend. And I feel like the reason why I'm so like, express yourself, be into what you like, do what you like. And that's who my dad is. My dad and like at any age, like my dad, when I was growing up, he was a magician. Nice. And so he was constantly doing magic tricks and he would come into my class and put on these huge elaborate magic shows mm. for the second grade class in Palmdale. And I would just be amazed. And then it's like, he went from magic. And then as I got older, he started DJing, nice. like, like literally randomly, fully, just like <laughs> completely from magician DJ. And then he started DJing all my school dances. Whoa. Yeah, not full setup, not just like, oh, here's my little iPod and a speaker. No, like he fully like the entire setup, the entire Mm -hmm. DJ system, all the speakers, and he just got into DJing. And so he's been doing it even now that I graduated and I am the oldest of three. So I do have a little brother who is still in the elementary Mm -hmm. um, school system. But he uh yeah, he's DJs. And so he does like the school dances, he did like our cheer events, um, anything that we were into, he would basically DJ it. Like if we had to do like a fundraiser and we needed a car wash, he would add music. And so he would just do stuff like that where he would get into things and he would just embrace them. Hmm. And he'd be like, Oh, like this is just a new hobby. And so I think the it wasn't a defining moment, but watching him just have so much passion for everything he did and just never giving up and helping because he, he works for the city. He worked for the city of San Fernando until I was about a sophomore, 15. And then he started working for the city of Palmdale and seeing him just have so much compassion and care for those in his community by working for the city and talking to, you know, the locals and stuff like that and just seeing him do that and be who he is and be fine with it and not, not care about what others thought not care like, oh, I'm this old and I'm starting to become a magician. Like, Mm -hmm. like it it didn't matter to him. I think, I think it wasn't a defining moment, but just watching him as a child and watching even him grow up, because, you know, my parents had me when they were about 21,
2: Mm.
1: 20. So they were still growing up. And so just seeing him grow up and watch him and see what he did for me and the things that he was into. I think that's what really defined me and shaped me as a person. Mm. Um so yeah.
0: Nice. That's really cool. It's awesome to have that role model. Powerful. Yeah.
1: Nice. It really is. I'm really grateful. I'm I'm truly lucky. Mm,
0: definitely, <laughs> definitely. Nice. So let's see. What would you say is your uh biggest challenge that you have currently?
1: <laughs> the biggest challenge that I have currently that I am struggling with and I've been kind of talking to close family members and friends, which is funny because now this is on a podcast for anyone, <laughs> to <listen> to. <laughs> anyone to listen to. um, the biggest struggle that I've been having lately, like internally, is, as I said, now that I'm starting school in the fall, law school, I am struggling with imposter syndrome hmm. really, really bad. Hmm. like really bad. And I've been talking to my friend about it who comes, you know, from similar background. And he's struggling with it too. And he talks to me and he's like, sometimes like I feel like it's a fluke. Like I was accepted on accident. Like sometimes I feel like everything was just by accident. Or I just happened to get lucky. And I'm like, no, you did the hard work, Mariah. Like and I have to remember, like you were sitting there every night, Mariah, for four or five months for six hours every day studying for this LSAT. You know what I mean? And it's like, I constantly have to remind myself of these accomplishments and be like, no, you worked hard for it. And I have to remind myself like, Hey, don't forget because I do, I I hear my own thoughts. Like when I'll see something or when I'll go to an event for the law school I'm attending or when I'm talking to another student and I'm just like, I feel, I feel really bad imposter syndrome. Mm. And, um, Sometimes I don't feel like I belong. Uh, sometimes I don't feel as if like I'm meant. I am meant to be there, but like it's just hard. Like my brain tells me one thing, and my heart tells me the other. Mm. Like my heart's like, "You're meant to be there. This is your passion. This was where you were always supposed to be. This is you." And then my brain's like, mm, "Are you sure? <laughs> <laughs> like, do you really think?" And I'm just like, "Brain, stop! Totally. Like, stop." Yeah. And so I'm dealing with really bad imposter syndrome right now. And just thinking that like, and I I feel it in my stomach, like this nervousness of like, you're going to get there and they're going to be all smarter than you. And they're going to be like these amazing group of people and you're just going to be there and you're going to, and you just weren't supposed to be there. And I'm like, no, I was. And so, yeah, it's just a struggle between my brain and my heart. And, you know, I'm talking to people and like I said, I'm working on it. And, and like, I, I'm, I've started this thing where it's like reminding myself, like, you did work hard for this, you did work hard through your undergrad, Mm -hmm. you showed up every day, you studied every night. And it's like, yeah, I did. And so that's just something I'm dealing with right now is imposter syndrome. And I've just been looking more into it and seeing how like others, you know, my socioeconomic background or my ethnicity feel about going into a field, or at least a school, that they may not feel like they belong you know what i mean right and so stuff like that and that's basically what i've been dealing with lately they're the biggest struggle yeah but i'm overcoming it good <laughs> i'm great. gonna do it <laughs>
0: that's in progress that's awesome yeah Thank i you. feel like um yeah i've heard that from a lot of people especially like the older you get it's just like wait no one gave me a manual and like with kids you're just like wait no they they're letting me take this human home what <laughs> i don't get it <laughs>
1: I so, know. So, yeah. Kids. That's crazy. You have a kid of your own.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. You definitely get and uh you were talking about aging before and like, well, you're gonna be 30 sometime, yes. you're gonna be 40 sometime. It's interesting yeah. how we're just like always the same. We feel like the same person. Um yeah. regardless of how old we are. But yeah, best of luck so with the imposter syndrome. Thank you for sharing that. Really appreciate Thanks. that. Thanks. Yeah. So what would you say is the um the biggest challenge that you have overcome? Mm, the
1: biggest challenge that I have overcome.
2: Hmm.
1: I would say the biggest challenge I went through like this growth period in high school. And I think that really changed me. And I know how, like we said that, like how life happens in segments. And I think that was one of my segments. Like I can feel it. Like sometimes I can feel like, oh, you're starting a new chapter and this is now what's happening. And now you're going to be this person for who knows however long. And then once you reach this growth period, then you're going to change and things like that. And so there was this period in my junior year in high school where you know everyone was going through the recession, you know things were happening, people were still feeling the effects of it and my dad had got laid off.
2: Hmm.
1: And he was our main source of income in our house. And um you know it was just my mom working and that and caring for a family of five. My brother had just been born. It was me and my sister you know, my dad got laid off, and I just wasn't used to this new dynamic, this new change. And I feel like the biggest struggle was, you know, helping my family through this period, through this time period, and that I wasn't even used to myself and just being able to be there as a sister, as the oldest for my family. And I was going through this growth period and having to balance this new family dynamic and this new thing that I wasn't used to while also trying to go to school and class and you know, SATs at that time and starting to prep for college Mm because it was about junior year. So you start thinking about that stuff. Mm -hmm. And so it was the biggest challenge to be able to be able to take this new imbalance and try to make it balanced again. Mm -hmm. And I think you could see that because my teacher started noticing things of like, hey, you don't seem like you're really engaging anymore. Like, hey, what's up? Like all your grades are starting to slip. And like I think that was one of the biggest challenges that really helped me get through you know my undergrad and prepare me for what life was going to be like I think a little bit more and so by going through that challenge uh, you know with my family as a whole and getting through it because it was really important for my mom that we were to stay you know in our home because uh, there was moments where we didn't even think we were going to be able to stay Mm. at all. And that we were going to have to go to Las Vegas and live with my grandfather. (sighs) Okay. So, yeah, so there were moments. And so just seeing them struggle like that and seeing, you know, the whole family, um, that was a really big challenge.
0: Mm. I hear you. No, it's okay.
1: So yeah. Mm. I think that was probably one of the biggest challenges that really affected me. Um and that made me who I am today. So mm.
0: powerful. It's amazing um to go through that sort of experience when you were so young. That I'm sure that was a big source of pain and then also now a big source of strength of character.
1: Yeah, for sure, definitely. Mm. Like I definitely think, you know, it was something that obviously no one should have to experience ever nobody. Right. um, You know, being scared of like, you know, where am I going to be able to stay here? Will I still have the same friends? Will I mm-hmm. still be able to go to the school? Things like that. And then also worrying about my two younger siblings and what they have. Um, But yeah, it also made me who I am today and really ca- taught me perseverance. And
2: mm-hmm.
1: if you're determined and you, if you want that, and if you want to stay here, it's gonna happen. It's going to happen. Like Mm -hmm. you can make that happen. And I think that's what really like really challenged me. And it was a challenge that I had to go through and a growth period that I had to go through. Um, and yeah, Mm -hmm.
0: definitely. So if there was a person that was going through that, that you knew that was going through that same challenge, what advice would you have for them?
2: I think I would tell them that
1: right now, it may feel like things are not going to get better. um. You know, and it's understandable, like, you know, mourn, express your emotions, Mm. get through it, like, completely, I 110%, because like I said, like, when this first happened, I was, I was a mess, like, I can feel, I could, I felt it emotionally, Mm. of like, feeling like, wow and I, and I and I had to like mourn I guess this period or you know this time, and I understand that like I get that be sad, fill your emotions, one hundred and ten percent, fill what you are feeling, and then once you are ready and when you are truly ready to pick yourself back up together, start back, get everything back in motion and you are really ready, then things will fall into place. Mm. And I think that's my biggest advice is feel what you're feeling, feel your emotions, go through it. I understand. And then when you are truly ready, then start back and then things will start happening. Things will come to you. Opportunities will happen. And that's my biggest advice to someone who's going through that. Mm.
0: Powerful. It's really helpful. Thank you. Well, thank you so much for everything you've shared. Your stories, your insights, your lessons. Thanks. Really powerful. Definitely. <laughs> listeners that listen to this will definitely get a treasure trove of things. So, thank you so much. Oh, I can't imagine. <laughs>
1: I talk so much. I am so no, sorry. it's great. The best
0: podcaster when I don't talk at all. So, that's good stuff. <laughs> powerful. Well, thank you so thank much. You. Oh, thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. Have a
1: good one.
2: You too. Bye. <laughs>